You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome on in, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. But instead, you get the Cornets for another day. Oh, yeah. Lucky all you guys. Um, I'm Shay Pepler Cornette. He is Jordan Cornette. Good morning to you, my dear. What's going on? How are you feeling this morning, Shay? I feel tired. I feel a little tired. Tired. I don't know how these cats do it this early every day. First 30 seconds. We're the first 30 seconds of the show. I'll wake up in the next 20 minutes. I just need a little bit of juice. So what does that mean? Nobody should tune in for the first 20? Are we we not going to be at our best? Ready (laughs) to rock. The lights are on. I'm going to wake up really quick. I promise. Um, I woke up a little bit after last night's NBA debut. It was really exciting. Feels like I was just watching bubble play, but here we are now, regular season, empty stadiums, and the NBA is fully underway. Again, this is Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So last night, I think the biggest story was the Brooklyn Nets and how impressive they looked. Kyrie Irving had 26 points. He had 24 in the first half. Kevin Durant, 22 points in 25 minutes. It was his first game since June of 2019, and that was game five of the NBA Finals. I just think back to that time where we were watching that game of the NBA Finals. We were in Turks and Caicos on our honeymoon. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, wow. Has life changed since then? <laughs> so, um, uh, Yeah, that's when that was. That's wild. Isn't that That's the last time we saw Kevin Durant play up until last night. And so the Brooklyn Nets best the Golden State Warriors 125 to 99. And you come away from that game thinking, okay, the Brooklyn Nets are good. They're really good. In fact, here's Tim Legler after the game on how good the Brooklyn Nets actually are. With Kevin Durant on your roster and he's 100% healthy the way he looked tonight, this team immediately gets thrust into a contender status, not just for the Eastern Conference, but potentially to win the whole thing. They've got that much talent. They've got that much depth. They've got some things to figure out along the way, and obviously Steve Nash is going to get better as the season goes on. But make no mistake about it, the Brooklyn Nets are on the scene. They're in the mix and they're they're legit. Okay, and so what do you take away from what Legs just said? Uh, I, I agree with everything he's saying, and I'll do him one better. Is this is the team to beat in the East? They're they're not one that that's announced himself as contenders. It's the Nets East for the taking. Mm-hmm. Call it a knee jerk reaction if you want. I know we haven't seen these other teams step up and, and perform yet coming out of the East, but the questions that I had for the Nets were uh, answered in one game. Mm-hmm. Kyrie looks great. Kevin Durant looks great and looks healthy. And they look good playing together. They look great playing together. There's so many options. They overwhelm you with the second unit with Karis LeVert, who's a legitimate star in his own right, could go to one of these other franchises in the league and be your go-to scorer. He only has to worry about providing offense for that second unit, so there's no drop-off. They all play unselfishly. They all guard. But the depth of this roster is going to overwhelm you all season, which leads me... So my biggest observation from last night, watching that Nets team play, Mm -hmm. the only thing that gets in the way of the Nets winning the East is if Marks and Nash decide to do the unthinkable. Go get James Harden. That'll mess this whole thing up. 
You watch that Nets team last night, and it's very obvious. They're good, meaning they're good and don't need anything else. All those things I talked about and why these Nets are dangerous and the team to beat in the East, pencil them into the NBA Finals, the only thing that messes it up if they try to get cute and add the third star to have a three-prong attack with James Harden in there. He messes it up. You don't need it. Do not overthink this. You have a team built to win it all. James Harden gets in the way. Don't fall in love with stars. The secret to success for this team is their depth. You lose that depth if you bring in James Harden. He'll require too many pieces, and what your biggest strength is will then become a weakness led by three stars. And why that's also important, if these guys can't stay healthy in Irving and in Durant, you've got depth to prop you up. You bring in Harden, it doesn't have the same feel. Do not bring in James Harden. Anybody who watched those Nets last night should know this team is perfect as is. Okay, that's a really good point because I heard Charles Charles Barkley say at halftime that this would be an opportunity for the Nets to go get James Harden because of their depth and because there are so many guys on that bench that could start on another team in the NBA. So why give them to somebody else? Keep them here. Be, be greedy with it. Keep them all in Brooklyn. This team is perfect. The, the biggest question mark will be for them with this roster intact is will Steve Nash maneuver and navigate through the season, making sure everybody stays happy with their amount of playing time, uh, their usage, and their productivity? Because there are that many weapons for this team. As for Kyrie Irving, questions of, you know, is he going to be a distraction? No. His boys DeAndre Jordan and Kevin Durant are there. And you could say, well, they were there last year and there became a little bit of issue. They're going to win, and they're going to win a lot this year. And that's going to keep Kyrie Irving very happy. He's home. He's in Brooklyn. This thing is built beautifully. You watch 43 points score in the first quarter for the Nets, and I go, good luck, NBA. Good luck defending this team. Who are you going to stop? Who are you going to key in on? Everybody can hurt you, and they defend. <laughs> okay, so this is probably- Don't think about James Harden, Brooklyn. Don't this is it. a broader question, but now does this balance out the East and the West a little bit more? Does this balance out? Does it balance out the power in the East and the West? The whole conversation last year was about the West. It was about the Rockets. It was about the Nuggets. It was about the obvious in the Clippers and the that Lakers. That doesn't change. Sure, but now you have a, a shirt. And then who are we talking about in the East? The Celtics, the Bucks. Now you have a team in the Nets that are, and we weren't, I mean, the Heat, obviously, down the wire, but I don't think that was a team that we were mentioning Continuously, but now we season. are. But now we are, and so now I'm saying you have a team in the Nets that have superstars. They have depth. They have all the abilities to carry them throughout a season and into the NBA Finals. So is there ba- more balance now between the East and the There's West? There's just another team, Shay. That is, uh, uh, you could throw in a contender. I'm saying front runner in the East in these Nets. I think a lot of people would follow along with me and say, no, it's the Nets for the taking in the East. But you can't discount Giannis and Drew Holiday out there with that, and Chris Middleton with the Bucks. You can't discount the Heatles, the Heat culture, how we saw that lead them the to an NBA Finals last season. Uh, the Sixers, maybe do they go get James Harden and pair him with Joel Embiid and, is that and get where you rid think of Ben at this Simmons? Point he's going to go. I, I hope. I just hope that Brooklyn doesn't make the mistake of going to get James Harden. I do think if Harden gets moved, which is inevitable, it's just a matter of when, not if. I do see him being uh, rejoined there with Daryl Morey. In Philly. And that becomes yet another team. The Celtics, uh, with, with Jason Tatum as your legit go-to guy, Brad Stevens, I'll never discount them. There's a lot of teams worth watching. That is beautiful for the product. It's a very 
good thing. But right now, I see a Nets team that I say, I don't know if there's anybody better than them out there, except for the Lakers, who aren't playing with a sense of urgency in day one for me to truly know who they are yet. But I know they've got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and a better roster than they did a year ago. And oh, by the way, they're the reigning NBA champion. So it's setting up very nicely. My hype is through the roof, and we've only seen two games. Okay, so speaking of the Lakers, let's go there. They lost last night to the L.A. Clippers, 116-109. to um, And Jordan mentioned it, probably not the sense of urgency they were looking for. The Clippers got out to a big lead. They kind of gave it away, obviously, in the second half. That's why the game ended up being so close down the stretch. And this was the Lakers, I don't think they led one time in this game. So the sense of urgency, clearly not there. You kind of heard it, too, from LeBron James after the game, just... You know, it was a weird offseason for him. He couldn't quite get his body the way he wanted to. He didn't know when the season was going to start. Like, it just feels like that kind of vibe right now for the Lakers. Those guys don't care what happened in that first game. I mean, we heard the comments about the conversation with, with AD and LeBron talking about, man, I can't believe we just played a game today. I mean, that's the mentality of the Lakers. LeBron knows this ain't a sprint, so he ain't thinking about what his 40 time is. He's <laughs> thinking about what his time is when he crosses the finish line of the marathon. But there will be some intriguing moments as we find out how these other pieces fit in for the Lakers. How's Montrezl Harrell fit in? How's Dennis Schroeder fill, fill, fill in? Schroeder filled in very nicely, fitting into the puzzle in game one. Marcus Gasol was, was, was not very effective. How will he be a piece? The Lakers roster is better than it was a year ago. That's all you need to know. They won the title last year. Yikes. Watch out for this team. Biggest thing to me, though, Clippers, the 3-1 collapse versus the Nuggets, Collapsed that lead in the first half of this one. But Paul George, who's known for making blunders off the court and had some blunders on the court, obviously down the stretch of the bubble, took care of business down the stretch. Paul George said, my team right now, I've got it. Yeah, got to stay focused. All right, to celebrate Festivus, we are asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed to name a feat of strength you saw in sports, area grievances, or tell us a sports miracle you would like to see happen. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football is back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. So we're going to the NFL. One NFL wide receiver. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Who's being compared to T.O. for all the wrong reasons. Pittsburgh was the last unbeaten team. Now they've dumped three straight. How far in your eyes have they fallen when you look at the whole AFC playoffs? Kenny, who can they beat? They were 11-0 and that was fool's goal. I don't see them winning the game in the playoffs. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. All you got to do is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. I'm Shay Cornette. He's Jordan Cornette. 
we're married and we're hosting radio and we drove here together and we sleep in the same bed and it's a lot of togetherness. We, we and usually I love sleep it. in the same bed as long as I'm not getting out of line too much. We usually do That's share true. the same bed. I just think like people go, how like you guys argue a little bit on the radio. And I'm thinking we're married. Imagine if you talked consistently to your partner in life for a straight four hours on a bunch of different topics. How many times are you going to argue in that span of time? I know. I hate when people tweet us like, oh, this is probably made up. I'm like, why would we make up fighting? Who tweets you that? I don't get those tweets. I get those tweets all the time. Anyways, um, speaking of being upset. I think you made that up. I don't know if that's- I will read the tweet later on because it'll take me too long to find because I'm so popular. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh. What a flex. Now you became the more unlikable of the duo. I didn't think that was possible. (laughs) I'm just joking. Um, our Dr. Pepper call in line is 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. It's Sports Festivus today. Name a feat of strength you saw in sports. Air your grievances. I have so many. I can't even think of just one. Or tell us a sports miracle you would like to see happen. Again, it's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So I guess if we're airing grievances, I'm going to air mine here in a minute. About Juju Smith-Schuster. He's been dancing on logos. Other teams have taken notice and have taken offense to this. And before we dive in on our thoughts, because at this point, I think we all know the situation with Juju Smith-Schuster and the Steelers. They have now lost three in a row. And Mike Tomlin says he is going to talk to his wide receiver. I am aware of it, and I do plan to talk to Juju, but we're professionals. I I doubt any of those antics and things of that nature are legitimate motivating factors as you step into professional stadiums. But it's about respect, and, and so we'll have a conversation but I understand it's about the quality of play inside the white lines. And so I'm not seeking comfort or looking for excuses based on our recent performances on things that occur in pregame or things of that nature that are social media related. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I'm going to go first on this, okay? Go ahead. Let me start by saying oh, deep this. breath. Juju Smith-Schuster is a what we call now in 2020 a TikTok star. He has a big following oh, on TikTok, okay? Gosh. This is part of his thing. And so while I don't know that I would want one of my players dancing around the field like this, doing an organized routine where he is calling cameras over to film him before game time, and I think he should be a little bit more focused on what's ahead of him. I have been on sidelines of football games for a lot of years now, covering them. Every player, especially a receiving core, usually is dancing pregame to the music that is being played. Usually, okay? There's loud it's music. Different. You know, it's different. Hold on. And they're dancing. So the the thought of him dancing doesn't bother me. Is it a little bit too much organization and calling cameras over? Yes. But the thought of him dancing doesn't bother me. Furthermore, him dancing on a logo, why is that the problem? Why is that the grievance? Why in professional sports do we have to take our logos so freaking seriously? Like, I've been in hockey locker rooms. We're like, I can't even step anywhere near the logo or it's a jinx. You, you can't go on a sign logo. Of disrespect. You can't go on a logo on the national football field pregame because it's a sign of disrespect. Stop taking yourself so seriously. It's a logo. <laughs> they mow the grass over it. Like, stop. It's ridiculous to me. So if you're going to be annoyed that he's dancing around center field and not focused on the game and that's disrespectful to you, fine. That's totally fine. But if you're mad that he's in the end zone or he's dancing midfield on your logo, please. You've got bigger fish to fry. Hey, all I'm saying is if you don't want a receiver dancing, all up, up in the, the videos, videos. 
<laughs> don't don't come to Pittsburgh because it's clearly allowed there. Look, Shay, you, you're right in the grand scheme of things. Us as athletes, me as a, a longtime uh, former now athlete, uh, it's been a while. As you can tell, this body is no accident nowadays. <laughs> Love my, my wife's uh, home cooking and pot roast, all that jazz. But when I played, there just becomes a buy-in to these silly things like a logo and respecting a logo. And, and with this whole antic of Juju Smith-Schuster's, it was fine when you were at 11-0. It was funny. It was cool. Everything was going well. And you go 0-3, and, and you try and find things, that you're like, I don't like that. That is a problem. I, I do think the teams are probably looking to get a shot on him because they don't like this, but there's a simple solution. If I were the Cincinnati Bengals, or you know what? The next team that, that the Steelers have is the Colts. The Colts yeah. Is that on the road? It, it doesn't matter. Let's just say the next what. time that the Steelers are on the road. I would have, if I knew they're coming, if Juju and the Steelers are coming into my arena, in my stadium, and he plays they the dance. at home. Colts, Steelers at home, and okay. then Browns on the road. Cleveland. Cleveland. So Last you know what I do? Season. When they come into Cleveland and Juju's still doing this whole TikTok dancing thing, I say, hey, Miles. Hey, Miles Garrett. <laughs> get the rest of our defensive line. Grab the rest of our offensive line. And when Juju Smith-Schuster comes out there and Chase Claypool's got the camera to record him do a TikTok dance, be posted up in a circle. On your logo at midfield and say, not today. Not today. We're not going to fight you right here. You just ain't stepping on our logo. We can exchange words here. And, oh, by the way, our defense is going to get after you for another 60. You thought Von (laughs) Bell hit hard? Get ready for it. You're attracting an energy from the other team. Do I think Juju should stop doing it? No, it's what he does. Ray Lewis used to do his dances when he came out. Guys have their thing. But just understand that people are going to lay into you. And when you start losing – that's going to be the focus. So get Miles Garrett and the boys out there and have them waiting for Juju. Who do you think wins that one? That's how I would approach it. Because, yes, I do think it's disrespect. Petty. Remember so Terrell, Owens, Terrell Owens back in 2000? How could I forget When he was playing for the 49ers? And he went and scored that touchdown, piling on against a bad Dallas team late in the fourth quarter. He ran 50 yards to the logo, to the Dallas star, Again. and spiked the football. Who cares? But he did it because he knows the disrespect of the logo. That was way worse. That was way more egregious because it was a full-on sprint, 50 yards in the middle of a game, and brought attention there. But you know what George Teague did in, in that Dallas secondary? Went sprinting to tackle <laughs> T.O. at midfield. And a melee went after that. That's the kind of thing that goes down. you got to bring a little bit more to prevent Juju from doing it. But Von Bell, kudos to you as a Bengals fan. I loved watching it. Yeah, I like watching it too. A little chip on your shoulder. It gives an added, you know, juice, I guess. But I'm 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 over I get it. It's probably propping overblown. up. It's overblown, logos. no it's question. It's so overblown. It's these are grown men. That's straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. So one NFL team that thought they had their franchise quarterback is instead getting a bunch of dollar bills. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Jordan, there's a lot going on in our nation's capital right now, including with the quarterback position. And for that, Andy Poland joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear testing using SAE 5W30. Andy Poland, happy to join us this morning. ESPN 630 DC, the sports capital. Love the name of that station, the sports capital. Good morning to you, Andy. Okay. So some news in the last 24 hours regarding Dwayne Haskins and his whereabouts and the timeliness of it. And so I ask you, what is the reaction in D.C. to these photos that have been circulating of Dwayne Haskins? You know, this is an organization that uh, thrives on turmoil. Uh, (laughs) And I say thrives, not uh, in terms of wins and losses. It just seems that they uh, are attracted to it like, uh, you know, a moth to a flame. And this is, you know, it's late December here, and we're used to turmoil. Uh, But this is is really ridiculous because uh, Dwayne Haskins now has a chance after losing his job. He started the season as a starter, got demoted to third string, and now he has swum to the surface again with a chance to lead this team into the playoffs. It went over Carolina on Sunday at a Giants loss to Baltimore, and they're in. And he goes out and he does something stupid like this. Uh, he put his entire team in jeopardy. And with practice today, I, and nobody really seems to know what's going to happen. Do you bring him into the facility and risk infecting everybody else? Do you have him stay home? Uh, if he can't play, they're in a very precarious position because Alex Smith may not be able to play, wasn't able to play last week. And your options right now are Taylor Heinicke, who's had exactly one NFL start a couple of years ago through one touchdown and three interceptions, and Steven Montez, an undrafted free agent who's yet to take a snap in any type of a game. So it's, uh, it, it's a tough situation, and he's really messed things up for them. And the pictures we're talking about here uh, are pictures of Dwayne Haskins at a strip club, surrounded by strippers, maskless. Uh, coming off his 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 initial his his start one one of the first starts uh, as of late for him uh, taking over for Alex Smith in a first place Washington football team uh, who plays this weekend against the Panthers an opportunity for Coach Ron Rivera to go against his old squad and potentially clinch the NFC East here uh, you've kind of laid out the scenario for potential quarterbacks do you envision any way that Dwayne Haskins gets the start this weekend simply because. They have to play him with what's on the line? Yeah, I mean, that that's what they seem to be backed into here, that, that they may have to play him. But uh, two things on this. One is the safety aspect. Do you risk bringing him in because hmm. there is that three- to five-day period where you may or may not have the disease and, and they would have to have some, some testing and some you know incubation period and all that. So I don't know whether you bring him in. On that, and, and I would ask you, Jordan, having played major college basketball, if your team captain pulls a stunt like this, can you put him on the floor, safety reasons or not? Yeah, no, no, you absolutely can, Andy. And, and to, to me, even bigger than that, Andy, is 
your your coach, your boss, the guy who everybody's rallied around is is fighting cancer. And 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 to put him in that position is just mind numbing to me. I gotta imagine, Andy, these players, the people in this organization are looking at this guy like we don't really want him to be a part of our squad. I mean, we, we saw this with, with pitchers on the Cleveland uh, no longer Indians team as they're in the midst of changing their name, get in trouble for partying in Chicago and, and not telling people that they were out, and they got dealt from the team and had to find their own way home. I mean, what is the yeah. feeling within the Washington football team about their teammate? Well, we haven't heard from any of the team players, you know, anybody who said anything, uh, because uh, NFL facilities now are closed on Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. so this would be the first time we'll get some reaction from other players, but but you got to think, I mean, if, if this guy is not only your, your quarterback, but your team leader, a team captain, uh, how can they follow him? And yeah. Ron Rivera has put forth a big effort to change the culture here. That was what he was actually charged with by Dan Snyder when he hired him, and it seemed like he made great strides, but it's been one thing after another for Haskins when he was drafted number 15 by Washington instead of number six by the Giants like he wanted to. And uh, like Daniel Jones was taken ahead of him, he tweeted out the league done messed up. Um, he's had another incident earlier this year where he brought a person into the hotel, a family friend while they were staying in New York, and uh, he had to be fined for that. And, uh, you know, he he lost his job because it appeared that he wasn't preparing properly for it. And there were reports that after his fourth start, when they lost to Baltimore and lost the rather lopsided, that he was bragging about his stats in the locker room after the game. So while he continues to say, I'm learning, I'm growing, he's not. Uh, You know, he continues to make mistake after mistake. And this one seems to be the most egregious of all, because Mm -hmm. as we talked about, he's put his entire team in jeopardy. Uh, and I mean, on top of being at a private party with strippers, maskless, there's photos yeah, not a strip of it. Club. It was a private party. Yeah, Thanks there's for photos of it on the internet. I mean, the whole thing. The timing is awful. It's just they're in first all a place. Mess. Andy and Shay, they are in first place. It's a mess. This is just disgraceful. It is. It's not good. Well, look. I mean, if you are a famous person and you're going to go out and do this, somebody's going to take your picture. You know, there's just no way around this. And, you know, this this is something Michael Phelps learned this 15 years ago when he was doing a bong hit at a party and didn't think anybody would take his picture. And they did. Right. So, you know, so somewhere and, along the line, you got to learn. So, Andy, before we let you go here, who is going to be the quarterback next season in Washington? <laughs> great question. <laughs> that is, is a great question. Uh, Alex Smith uh, is not uh, they don't have guaranteed money for him. They could possibly bring him back. Um, you know, they, they, they played Kyle Smith, uh, Kyle Allen, excuse me, for a while. Uh, he's now hurt. Maybe he comes back. But I think they go back into the well. They're probably going to have to draft a quarterback. I don't know how high they can get one, but uh, there, there's going to be somebody else under center next year, I believe, besides Dwayne Haskins. Without a doubt. Andy Pollan, ESPN 630 in D.C., the sports capital. Thanks so much for the insight. We appreciate it. Take care and happy holidays. Enjoying you guys' work. And by the way, do you keep the talk show going when you get home, or is there a moratorium on sports talk? Yeah, it's more of her just demanding me to do things around the house. It becomes a a, a one-person show at home. I just become a listener. I got it. I've been married almost 35 years. I get it. Give me this. Give me the secret. Give me the secret, please. Keep listening to my orders. Is that that the secret, Andy? Um, Thank you again for the time. Happy holidays. We'll catch, uh, catch up with you soon.
Okay, so there's clearly a bigger discussion here with Dwayne Haskins. And before we get into the changing of the culture by Dan Snyder, because that's an entirely different conversation here, I just, the audacity of Dwayne Haskins time after time. And I have to laugh because when I saw this story yesterday, I thought to myself, you know, I remember hearing and seeing certain sports personalities, you were one of them, that thought perhaps Ron Rivera was benching Dwayne Haskins a little too early this season and telling him he's no longer the starter. You're right. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, Ron Rivera's a really smart guy. Okay, he he doesn't have this reputation of being impulsive and making decisions without proper thought or picking someone for the wrong reasons, etc. So I thought there's got to be more to this story. He's not prepared for games. The immaturity issues had come out. And and so here we are now seeing it unfold at, at really, honestly, the absolute worst time for a team like the Washington football team to be in first place in your division. That is the closest division. I don't care what the records are in the NFL, and on the heels of them going to Carolina to play Ron Rivera's former team, a team that fired him, and him to have a little bit of a revenge and a story for himself after he's battled all year and worked to change the culture there. Give me a break, Dwayne, okay? And if you want to have a party with women, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Don't take pictures and wear a mask. Like, the football season is in 365 days of the year. You're almost to the end. Figure it out. Have some self control. I have no patience for this kind of stuff. None. It, it, it's a it to me. I, I go back to and I made the mention of of the Cleveland Indians and they're in the midst of changing their names. So I'll say Cleveland baseball team at this point. Uh, but we're in Chicago, your hometown, a place we lived. I, I was able uh, to enjoy life for about fifteen years. Uh, never know if we'll get back there. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but but you had this this Cleveland baseball team and one of their standout players, Mike Clevenger, along with another player, Zach Plesac, went out. Went out in Chicago during a, a, a road stand there versus the Cubs, or maybe it was the White Sox. Either way, they were in Chicago. Snuck out of the hotel, broke protocol. Their teammates were furious. They had a cancer survivor on their roster, and they didn't like the fact that they were putting not only the team, but guys like that who are even more compromised, their lives in danger. And because of that, those guys had to find their own way home, and Mike Clevenger had to find a new team. Mike Clevenger meant infinitely more to the Cleveland baseball team than Dwayne Haskins will ever mean to the Washington football team. Well said, and I loved, I remember in that moment loving that all the teammates rallied together and were like, uh-uh, this is wrong. This is wrong. I hope today when, when these Washington football team players speak to the media, they do the exact well, same thing. And, and I agree with you. You kind of cut me off there before I got to the point of, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Andy Poland said we haven't heard from the team yet. You think those guys aren't going to be fired up? I think Coach Ron Rivera feels about this. Like, you are putting people in danger. Look look what I'm holding for those watching on television right now. And for those listening on radio, don't know. I'm holding a mask. Here at ESPN, once we stop down in a break, we put these masks back on to protect everybody in this building. It's a mandate here at the company to protect everybody. And if you're not doing your part, you're putting other people in danger. And you're also putting not only lives, jobs in danger. Because if this thing has to shut down because of somebody's inability to do what they're being asked with a mask, it's selfish for life reasons, for employment reasons, for a whole lot of things. Dwayne Haskins could be responsible for driving this thing into the ground. A team that has playoff aspirations, uh, people's lives in danger, and ultimately jobs being lost. That's what this young man has to live with. And I can't sit here and, and listen to people make the excuse, he's just a kid. No, 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 no. We are asking 18 to 22-year-olds in college 
playing college sports to do the right thing, and they are, so that sports can be played. We're asking a multi-million dollar professional athlete who's older than them to simply abide by the rules, and he cannot. For a team that has the chance to go to the postseason. Are you kidding me? Forget are college. Are you kidding kids. me? There are kids that are two years old on airplanes that have to wear a Amen. mask. Amen. Two years there old. Are ki- there's, my 13-year-old son is at home having to learn how to live life, unlike the way we did as 13-year-olds, because of this scenario. And Dwayne Haskins, a full-grown man, has to sit around maskless with strippers and take pictures? I wouldn't want that guy on a roster after this season. No way, no how. I don't care if nobody wants him. Get rid of him. He's not a part of the team, nor should he be. It's a rookie contract. Maybe somebody will take him on, and he'll make their team better for it. But I don't know how that guy's an addition to any roster. He's making it hard for any team to want to want to take that on. Um, There was some other news regarding the Washington football team yesterday. They reportedly settled a sexual misconduct allegation against owner Dan Snyder. Oh, now we're talking about this guy? One and a half million dollars. And this, I need to point out, is separate from the incidents we heard about over the summer. This is in regards to a former employee that happened back in 2009. And so before we get into this a little bit, here's Mina Kimes yesterday. She's our ESPN NFL analyst saying Snyder actually deserves more criticism than Dwayne Haskins does at this point. We're going to discuss what Dwayne Haskins did, and he absolutely deserves to be criticized. And it was dumb. And he is probably going to face consequences for it, in large part because his grasp on a job in the NFL is so tenuous. But Daniel Snyder, a person with real power, probably won't face real consequences for his disastrous stewardship of this team. Disastrous. And it's a shame because they're having a great season. They have new people involved in the organization. The players, the fans, they all deserve better than Dan Snyder. Fair. I honestly have been around the NFL a lot. I cover the NFL. I I covered the Bears for a really long time. So I have been at the stadium in D.C. and I've been around this team. And the fan, everyone will tell you around that team that Dan Snyder has become a problem. Uh, uh, And these storylines continue to come up. At what point is enough enough? Like we're, we're past the Me Too movement. It's now just part of life. Let's just start treating everyone fairly. This is ridiculous. Like, this is ridiculous that we have to keep seeing things like these come up, that we have to keep seeing, oh, we paid someone off for better publicity or whatever it is. Like, enough. Enough. If you want to change the culture there, because that's why Dan Snyder ultimately brought in Ron Rivera was to change the culture of a football team. Let's change the culture of everyone that works in the building. Starts at the top. I've been saying this since this summer. It's enough. It's enough. And and I've been able to see it very closely because of you covering the Bears beat for as many years you did and me being lucky enough uh, to to be your husband, uh, fiance, and boyfriend during some of that time and to see how you were welcomed into the Bears organization because it started at the top with Virginia McCaskey and the McCaskey family, and it was a proper culture, so you always felt – Uh, Like you could just go do your job. I would have hated for you during this run of the Dan Snyder era and reign, which is still going on, for you to be covering a team like that, knowing what your experience most likely would have been like. Yeah, no doubt. Something's got to get. It's disgusting. It's got to stop. All right, let's go A to Z. From New York to L.A. and everywhere in between. From A to Z. 
From A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at The Box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Tenet starring John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. So Boise State's Brian Harson has now been named the Auburn head football coach. Harson was a top target for Auburn from the start of the search. Sources told ESPN, Louisiana coach Billy Napier and Clemson, D.C. Brent Venables previously turned down the job, sources said. So Harson is 69-19 and 19 in seven seasons at Boise State, his alma mater. He was the coach at Arkansas State in 2013, replacing Melzahn when he left for Auburn, ironically. So here's the thing with this, Jordan, and I know you feel strongly about it, so I'll let you go off. Brian Harson isn't the splash really higher. It's a good hire. I like Brian Harson. He's on a splash hire. But Auburn is still paying Gus Malzahn a lot of money to not coach this football team given the time we're in. Very kind of you for not to mention to not mention how much money that they're paying Gus Malzahn. It's over $21 million to not coach Auburn. This is a pandemic, right? People are losing their lives, uh, losing their jobs, and you're watching organizations, you're watching franchises, you're watching businesses all across the globe implode because financially they can't stay upright. That's just the reality of our country and what we're dealing with financially uh, because of this awful pandemic. And you've got an athletic department that has to be struggling, much like the rest of them out there, that has boosters and money coming from out of nowhere to pay a guy $21 million to not work. And when I heard that, I said, it's not going to be excusable but the only reason I could see somebody doing this is they're probably cutting other sports at Auburn, like they are across college campuses everywhere, like volleyball or cross country because they don't think they're important because they don't generate money and that's all they care about, not these student athletes. But they probably got like Nick Saban coming over to Auburn because that's the only reason you pay $21 million to get rid of Gus Malzahn, who was doing a perfectly okay job. He wasn't embarrassing your program. Nick Saban's not taking the job at Auburn. Brian Harson is, who was probably their eighth choice. So you paid at Auburn $21 million for Gus Malzahn to not work for a guy who's not an improvement. Brian Harson is a good coach. He's done a fine job at Boise State, but he's not a splash hire, and there is no way I can reconcile the fact that Auburn so recklessly spent this money that could be properly used to create more jobs, which inevitably were lost in that athletic department at Auburn or within their community. But no, you're going to give all that money to a guy to not work and then pay somebody some more money to come in and do the job that probably won't do it better than Gus Malzahn. Shame on you, Auburn. Shame on you. In this uh, in this era, with what's going on in the country, shame on you, Auburn. I've talked to a couple Despicable. former head coaches in college about this, and the reaction is, well, I, I kind of got paid too when I left. I'm like, you weren't in a pandemic, and it wasn't over $21 million. What, what athletic department out there can float around $21 million to go get another coach to win you a couple more games? If I had lost my job at Auburn because they simply couldn't find the funds to take care of me, and I saw this news. Oh. <laughs> Not good. Uh, let's move to the NBA. Paul George's second half carries the Clippers past defending champion Lakers. Clippers won 116 to the Lakers 109. George had 33 points, um, 26 in the second half. Kawhi Leonard, 26 points in 34 minutes. Here is LeBron James post game saying it was weird to kind of be back on the court. It's just weird on all facets. Be honest, just a weird day, you know, celebrating a historic moment with our franchise and a historic run what we did last year, and then having to do it without our family and friends and our fans. It's just, uh, just a weird day, and all in all, and then having to get straight to competition basketball. 
just a, just a, just a weird day, uh, to say the least. Yeah, a weird day for sure. By the way, you're listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea and Jordan Cornette filling in here. So yesterday, the NBA obviously debuted. We saw the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Nets, et cetera. And LeBron makes a good point. It just feels weird because now they're not in a bubble anymore. They're back in this pandemic in their arenas and they have no fans. And especially weird for the Lakers because they're all getting their rings and celebrating a championship that none of their fans really got to witness unless you're in their inner family circle and you were in the bubble. And it kind of snuck up on everyone how quickly the NBA season started. Felt a little weird watching it, too, yesterday, didn't it? It felt great to watch it. I mean, look, I'm an NBA junkie. Watching it, watching it go down was uh, another jolt of energy of another sport thrown into the mix uh, when we're immersed in so many of them and, and so much high-level sport going on. But, yeah, I mean, LeBron saying that to AD, saying it in post-game, like, yeah, it, it's kind of wild that we're out here playing. Speaks to the mentality of LeBron. LeBron didn't care about a win or a loss last night. They celebrated getting those rings, which, by the way, how cool of a touch was it with the families and the videos? Naturally, when you move back post-COVID and we get back to normalcy, the families will be there. But I would still like some Jumbotron video of somebody important to them, uh, maybe introducing them before they grab their ring. Uh, Jared Dudley, I mean, what a father he is. How cute were his kids? so cute. I I mean, Jared Dudley, hat tip to you. Uh, Those kids were great. So were all the families. But to me, LeBron was not focused on a win or loss yesterday, and they won't be like that for a while into this season. It'll be maintaining legs, maintaining his body. He's in his 18th season and preparing for another postseason run. How they position themselves in it, will they win the West? I don't think they care about that. Will they be in position to be a top-tier Western Conference team? Absolutely. But for them, it'll be all about the playoff push, a different approach from a lot of these other teams. So just as a reminder, there was a 71-day offseason in the NBA. It's the shortest in NBA history. 71 days sounds like a lot. It's really not, though, if you think about it. Um, and then the Clippers. Okay, so the Clippers did beat the Lakers, but they led from the start. They led by 20 after the first quarter. Clippers' biggest lead was 22, but it cut to one at one point <laughs> in the game. They they lost that lead. And it, I, I'm having envisions of the series against Denver, Clippers, and the Nuggets come to mind. It's still happening. They're giving away leads. But they gave away the lead. But what happened? They won the game. Paul George took over in that second half. Went bonkers, demanded the basketball, and didn't do it outside of what the offense uh, delivered him. He took shots as he found them in the flow, uh, but he became that confident performer down the stretch. Closed out a game. Uh, The bigger story, the story we probably would have led with if the Clippers blew this lead and Paul George looked bad in this one, and the Clippers looked bad failing down the stretch after building a 20-point lead. The fact that they saved face and were able to perform in the second half, also on minutes restriction clearly for AD and LeBron, uh, they were able to get it done. But I need to see this consistently from the Clippers before I talk about them with confidence. Hey, fair enough. So it's the most wonderful time of year, but not for one NFL team. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM Channel 80. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.